I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. So happy that all of you are listening today. Wherever you are, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would especially love to thank Andrew and Shannon Newsom, who made a very, very generous donation, um, contributed very nicely to uh, Kevin's back pocket. Thank you, Andrew and Shannon. <laughs> Such a nice, nice, nice um, contribution. So thank you so much, Andrew and Shannon, for sponsoring this episode, along with the next episode of The Remedy. So, today I'm sitting in the studio with a beautiful girl. You're young, beautiful young girl. How young Thank are you? Thank you. I'm 32. Oh, you yeah. even look younger than that. Oh, thanks. I'll take it. <laughs> Catherine McGuire. Um, so, Catherine, I know through Tori, who yes. was on our, um, who was, she has like one of the, like. Most listened to, yes. I hear. Yes. My sister-in-law. Yes. The cutest. Oh, she's so, so cute. But um, she came in here a couple, few months ago and talked about, bravely talked about postpartum depression. Yes. And literally, that's like, is that still one of our number one shows? Like, most listened to? It's got to be. I think so. Go Tori. That's awesome. Yeah. She's she's up there. So, anyway, I asked, um, I asked you to come in today because I think... I don't think I know that your story is may not be the same as somebody else's story, but I know that a lot of the feelings and things that you've been through, a lot of women have gone through as well and men and families and couples. Uh, It's not just a woman thing. Totally. (laughs) That you can attest to. I think the, when it comes to like becoming a mom or Mm -hmm. trying to have a baby, the women get a lot of attention, right? But, but the guy is going They're through right it. They're right there yeah, with you. Yeah, the, the good ones are. Yeah, yeah. the good ones That's are. True. <laughs> are right there with you. Yeah. So I have. Um, Tori was in. I used to teach a Bible study on Tuesday nights, and she um, she would, you know, we we would have after Bible study, we would all do prayer requests, and she was oh. always praying for you, and oh. she, like. Tell, asking us to pray for you. So even before I knew you, I was praying for you. Oh, that and, makes me tear. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it was so sweet and well, special. She cared a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And you obviously uh, were talking about getting pregnant and struggles with all of that. And she, it seemed like she sneezed and got mm-hmm. pregnant. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that, I know that that was hard for her, you know, that she wanted yeah. to downplay yeah. her pregnancies around you right. because it was painful. Yeah. You know, it, it could be painful. She was very conscious of she that. She was. She was so sensitive to that. Yeah. And so, so encouraging sweet. always to us. So yeah. that was amazing because I know that can be a huge, you're already going through a really tough time. And if you have close family and friends that are not sensitive to it it just adds to the oh to sure. the pain sure sure yeah she's she's the best so yes. anyway okay i just found out a couple of things about you i don't know you well but i just found out you grew up in austin yep grew up in austin um loved it did you go to ut no i went away to university of georgia oh so fun. i think growing up in austin i had so many friends going to ut that i thought i kind of want to do something different so yeah. i went away i went to visit <clears throat> georgia I guess my junior year, a couple girls a grade ahead of me had gone, and I just fell in love with it. It was very similar to UT, big big school, big football scene, um, still in the South, so I felt like the people were similar, but I loved it. Just fell in love with Athens. It's, it's a, a great town. It is a great school. Mm-hmm. It's a great town. Got great yep. people. Yes. Lots of fun. And is that where you met your husband? No. So we, after college, I moved back to Austin for a year, um, had a lot of fun, but I just kind of... I don't know, I was still itching to get out a little bit mm-hmm. and moved to Dallas. Why? Um, what brought you here? That was 
looking back, I'm like, I really don't know why I did. I had a job at the time that had an office in Dallas. So when I, I had a lot of friends here, a few from college, and then just kind of mutual friends that had gone to UT or TCU, and they had friends here. And so we would, I would come up on the weekends and just thought it was such a fun town for young people and um that's such a funny thing because everybody goes to austin for that totally dallas (laughs) i know i know um and so moved to dallas one of my friends from austin was living in a house with two other girls from dallas and they needed an extra roommate so i moved here um and she was dating my husband's best friend at the time oh okay so we all started hanging out and just kind of had a lot of mutual friends he went to tcu taught me Mm -hmm. um and started dating probably three months after we met oh fun yeah yeah so not long after you moved here right so you're moved here like in august are you 23 at the time i was yep okay i moved here in august of 2010 and we started dating like that november december and dated for about three years before we got married oh wow yeah you dated kind of we dated a while yeah that's good yeah because we were, I mean, we were still pretty young. I had actually just gotten out of a very long relationship, college mm-hmm. relationship. So mm-hmm. I feel like I needed to give myself some time to kind of figure out what I wanted. But it was so much fun. We Good had fun dating you. and going out. And I just, I really, it took me a while to love Dallas. But now I feel like it's home for sure. Well, your husband is adorable. He is. <laughs> He's so the what, best. what year did you get married? We got married in 2014. Okay, so mm-hmm. five years. Yeah. This year is five yep. years. Yeah. When is in your May. anniversary? May 2014. Okay, so you yeah, just, so just had, had it. five years. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. It feel, doesn't feel like that long ago. Okay, so you get married, and mm-hmm. did you always know you wanted to have kids, yes. be a mom? always knew I wanted to be a mom, knew I wanted, like, at least three kids. I kind of always wanted three or four. Um, Tommy, too? Yeah, he's one of three. So I think we just, we never, I don't really remember having a set conversation about it, but I feel like we both knew we wanted a family. A, a family. Um, but we got married and we never really talked about it right away. Like, I feel like we both just wanted to enjoy the first year of marriage, have fun. None of our friends were really having kids yet. A lot of them were still getting married, getting engaged. Mm-hmm. We were 27 Six, at the time. 27. Yeah. And that's um, still young. Right. And so. <laughs> Yeah, we got married May 2014. Um, first time we got pregnant was June 2015. Okay. So, and it was kind of a surprise. Like, we were oh. not really trying. We had kind of started talking about it that spring, but n- by no means were we really planning that. So, okay. that was a surprise, but we were excited. Mm-hmm. Um at the time, we were living in a tiny one-bedroom apartment, and we were kind of like, oh, gosh, like, this is moving a little quicker than we planned. Like, what are we going to do? But we were so excited and just figured we would, you know, figure it out, and mm-hmm. it would all kind of work out. Um, <clears throat> so I remember I got a positive pregnancy test, like, early June. Everything was great, like, felt all the normal pregnancy symptoms. And then we were going on a trip to Colorado with my family, and... Um, but I feel like I was just not naive, but in, in a good way. Like yeah. just, you know, everything's Every, great. We'd been to the know. doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, saw the heartbeat. Everything was good. Went to Colorado. I mean, I was so active. I mean, looking back, I like hiked, went mountain biking, did everything I would normally because I was still feeling good. I was pretty early. I was like eight, seven weeks at the time. Um, so did that and then came home Sunday Woke up that Monday to just excruciating pain. Mm. Um, I immediately knew something was wrong and called my doctor. We went in, no heartbeat. Mm. So, you know, first miscarriage. So walk me through. I mean, you kind of blew through that. So walk me through. Because I I know you, you, I know there's more, but the first time, like, the first time something like that happened to me, mm-hmm. my first loss, it was, it was, I felt, I felt an innocence go away. Totally. In a way. That's yeah. such a good, like, oops. Sorry, my, I'm messing with, please hold, please. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my microphone is messing up. Anyway, um, I felt like, you know, when you get when you're young and you get married and then you get pregnant, you just think, "Oh my gosh, this is all happening exactly the way it's that it's to. supposed to." Yep. And you you don't have 
the mindset, at least I didn't, that something could go wrong. Totally. I mean, you know that, but yeah. you never think it's going to happen to no. you. You see a heartbeat and you're like, game on. Yeah. And I don't, th- I think we were still young enough and our friend, I mean, I don't think any of my friends had really started having babies yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe one, but not really. No one super close to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even, I like wrote this in a journal entry. I feel like I, I'd heard the word miscarriage. I didn't even really know what all that meant. So I don't think when I got that positive pregnancy test, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that something would go wrong. Could go wrong. And I think exactly what you said, you, I felt once I did miscarry, you feel robbed of that Mm -hmm. first experience of getting a positive test because everyone after that is not the same. Yeah. It's immediate fear. Yeah. It's not excitement. It's not you know, you're just, that innocence is taken away for yeah, sure. It really is. Was your husband with you at the appointment? Yes. So he came with me. Um, and anyone that's been in there, it's, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, they're looking on the sonogram machine and looking and looking and there's nothing there. And, um, a little TMI, but I had a ton of bleeding. So I was pretty mm-hmm. sure. I mean, mm. I kind of, you know, you don't know what to expect, but when something like that is happening to your body, you're, you know, something's wrong. Yeah. It's not normal. Not normal. Yeah. Gosh. So yeah, he was with me. And then those next few days, I just, I remember feeling a sadness I'd never felt. Um, it was really hard to kind of articulate and, um, I guess identify all my emotions because, mm-hmm. you know, we were, I think we were about nine weeks. So we were early, but again, seeing that heartbeat, I think had really gotten our hopes up and just thought sure. everything would be well, great. It's the birth of a dream. Like totally. you see a heartbeat and you, you're a mom, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're planning. Yeah. Your you're, mind goes to the next 20 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're like, we're going to have this baby and you know, so it was just really, those next few days were really hard and lots of different emotions. Um, and you just know that there was a life mm-hmm. growing inside you and it's no longer there. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think also I immediately wanted to be pregnant again. Mm-hmm. I'd known that feeling and know, known that joy. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately, okay, how do we recover? How do we move on? I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah. And that was interesting because I hadn't, we hadn't even really been trying before that. Like mm-hmm. it hadn't even really mm-hmm. been in my mm-hmm. mind. I hadn't been stressing about it. I hadn't been worried about it. And now all of a sudden it was like, okay, I'm ready to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to get that feeling back. Yeah. That excitement and yeah. that dream back. Yeah. Yeah. Makes Definitely. sense. I felt the exact yeah, same you way. you have been there. But well... Yeah, you just you're so at that point you're like, well, crap. Now yeah. I want to be like, you put this idea in right. me, God. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yep. Like you gave me, you this, showed me this yes. joy and this excitement and this yes. love, and then it was taken and, away. And this desire, mm-hmm. and and that's a hard thing to to not want. Yeah. After oh yeah after yeah you you get it yeah it's like. I've often thought of that poor, those poor people that do sonograms. I know, like, oh my gosh. it's the best job because you're, con- you know, often you're confirming and yeah, but there's it's a lot of there's hard... a lot of pain yeah. in that job. Oh, I could definitely. never do that job. I couldn't either. I'd cry every time. I think I would too. <laughs> I think I would too. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't tell anybody. I, I could not tell anybody. I don't know how they do that. Right. I don't know. know how those doctors do that. I know. Okay, so <clears throat> you immediately want to get pregnant mm-hmm. again. And so, <clears throat> yeah, my OB was like, you know, you're young. First trimester miscarriage is pretty common. I don't see any reason why you can't go on to have a healthy pregnancy and baby. Mm-hmm. Um, she <clears throat> did tell me to wait a couple months um, just to, I guess, let your body recover. And so we did. Um, so that was July of 2015. Um, so we waited and that, that period is hard too, mm-hmm. because now all you want is to be pregnant, but mm-hmm. you're told not to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really tried to use that time to just get healthy again. I mean, we were talking a minute ago about workouts. I I've always been somebody who needs to work out. Mm-hmm. I just, it helps me 
mentally, physically, Mm -hmm. it's just like my stress relief. So, um, tried to use that time to just get my body healthy again. Um, and then we actually got pregnant again by surprise. Didn't know I was pregnant. This one was a little bit different than my other miscarriages, but, um, Again, a little TMI, but started bleeding. Thought I was having a heavy period. How fast did? How soon so did this you was, get, get um, pregnant? After? End of October. Okay. So, so this was quick. October 2015. So quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you did not have a problem getting pregnant. Did not have a problem getting <laughs> pregnant, which we are grateful for. But I, I feel like that's almost the opposite of a lot of people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah thought I was having a, a painful, heavy period. Went in to see my doctor, and they were like, "You're actually." This is another miscarriage. Um, So that one was really early. It was probably five or six weeks. Um, And it was, you know, people say, was that one less painful because you didn't know you were pregnant? And I mean, I guess yes and no. I didn't form that attachment. But Mm -hmm. also knowing that my body was not carrying another pregnancy Mm -hmm. started to instill a lot of fear. Is there something wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, late October 2015. Again, we were told to wait. Let's give your body three months to really um, recover. And at this point, I was still just seeing my OB. You know, they they were like, "There's there shouldn't be any." I don't even think I'd I didn't hadn't done any testing yet at Mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. So it was two miscarriages. You know, you're young, you're healthy, keep trying. Mm And at that point, we didn't really know any different. And we, okay. And you totally trust your doctors. Yeah, you trust I mean, your doctors. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's reason to. I mean, yeah. there's people who have absolutely m- multiple miscarriages who go on to have healthy children. Absolutely. For, and they don't know why. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we were very careful this time, really waited. Um, again, I that period was hard. I think this, at this point, a few of my friends had started getting pregnant and, it was like over winter of 2015-2016 and then our next pregnancy was I found out like late March 2016 Mm -hmm. and that time we had tried we were felt like we had given it a good break um, Mm -hmm. and got pregnant quickly and then made it to about again so this one was tough because we saw the heartbeat and then a couple days later, started cramping, bleeding, the whole thing. Gosh. So I thought for sure I was miscarrying. I remember we went out to dinner and had martinis. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a drink. Like, <laughs> I am I know what's happening to my body. Mm. It was a Friday. I remember it was late Friday, so I couldn't get into my doctor anyways. Gosh. So went out Friday night. All weekend, you're just kind of in limbo. And then Monday, go in, there's a heartbeat. Wow. And they're like, okay, you have a... Um, it's called a subchorionic hematoma, I think, hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a blood clot. So mm-hmm. my body was like passing this blood clot. So oh. it was bleeding, but there was still a heartbeat. So we immediately, you know, you're on stop, that roller coaster. Stop drinking Yeah, stop drinking my vodka. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, there's still a baby in there. Um, and just that roller coaster of emotions from going all weekend thinking we're losing this third baby to okay, there's still a heartbeat. There's hope. We've, we've got this. Um, And how are you doing emotionally during all this? It was, I feel like the best way to describe it is a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hopeful. I was still hopeful. And I truly attribute that only to my faith and God and Mm -hmm. prayer and him giving me this hope that, okay, despite this keeps happening, keep going. Mm -hmm. Like they're, you know, just have faith that I have a plan for you and there there's a baby in your future I didn't know at this point I didn't I still was I think just it'll be okay like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong it'll be okay people have two miscarriages mm-hmm. it'll be fine mm-hmm. um so I was hopeful but those every time those few days after a miscarriage as you pro- I mean you know it's really dark and hard and sad mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I feel like after a week or two I would kind of turn around mm-hmm. and Okay, move forward. Yeah, what's here next? we go. Yep. Because what's your alternative? Right. Like, just give up? I yeah. wasn't ready to do that. But you know what's so funny about you saying that? I I have a couple of friends who di- who couldn't couldn't keep who couldn't keep 
doing yeah. that. It yeah. was too much for them. Yeah. So it, it, and, and I, I don't judge either, no. either yeah. way, but you know, I, I, people ask me mm-hmm. all the time as I'm sure they've asked you, like, why did you keep going? How did right. you keep do? How did you, how did you, and I, and I know you've got that. And I, and, and I do think faith, mm-hmm. my faith, your faith has been a huge part of our journey and story and grit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and hope. But I, I also think that like you were just born determined, yeah. you know, and yeah. you knew what you wanted and you, yeah. You, like there's something about you that just wasn't, could not let it yeah. go. I think that's true. And I think um, further down, as I'll explain, I never felt, I mean, I would pray. I would say, God, if this is not going to happen through me carrying my own baby, like change my desire, change mm, my heart. That's a great Open prayer. my heart to adoption or open my heart to surrogacy. And that was, again, a little bit further down the road. Um and I have friends, we talk about that all the time, that it's, I think it takes such a special person mm-hmm. um, to do that in a special heart. And, and I, I think maybe we would have gotten there at some point. You mean I adoption? Adoption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, at the I time, agree. Cause there are, it's a, it's that's, a, that's just not like when people, as you know, yeah. used to suggest that I adopt right. after all my loss, right. it would make me mad. Yes. I yes. would be like, you adopt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you go adopt. You go, why are you yeah. finding solutions for my pain? Exactly. Like, that is not a solution for me. Exactly. And it, it is. It takes yeah. it takes a different mentality. You, you're right. I think it is something about my personality that I, just the drive and the determination and. Um, yeah. But what you say is, uh, is really important. And I think it's a good lesson for all of us. Like. And I learned it, you know, I learned it through my pain. When people are going through pain, don't try to find solutions mm-hmm. for them. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Don't try. Don't tell them don't, what's, what's going to fix it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's such, a, especially such a guy thing. But mm-hmm. I think that like when people feel helpless, they, they think that it's helpful right. to, and th- they are just trying to and help. And that's something I learned a really hard lesson, as you know, is people say things that are not helpful. Yes. But they, 99% of the time, I think they are coming from a place of love and good intention and yes. trying to help and comfort. Yes. And, and probably hard. fear that, yeah, that they don't fear that they don't have the right, that, that they don't have the right thing to say. And so they've got to help you find a solution. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because and I think it it does end up being a little bit like maybe if she adopts, we don't have to watch her go through this anymore. (laughs) Maybe we'll be done with this pain. Yeah, yeah. You know, because people don't want to watch you suffer. Right. You know, people who love you. Right. Don't want to see you suffer. Yeah. And so finding a solution will put an end to that suffering. Yeah. Exactly. So I. Yeah. That's a good little. That's a good little tangent. Right. Good little (laughs) takeaway. Um. (laughs) But yeah, so we... Okay, so you're on pregnancy number three. Three, Yeah, so went back in that Monday, saw the heartbeat. They said, everything's fine. You're passing these blood clots. Just go home, try to really rest and don't get up and move around a lot. So, you know, then you're just on eggshells. Just, Mm -hmm. okay, any little thing I do... And how far along were you at this point? I was like seven weeks. Early, early. Seven and a half, yeah. So still early. Um, And then I think it was like two or three days later... Woke up in the middle of the night. I remember this one because it, I mean, I remember all of them and they were all pretty similar, but they each had a little, they were each a little bit different. Mm -hmm. This one was the most painful. I mean, it was the middle of the night. I mean, I was in so much pain. I remember being on the bathroom floor, curled up, couldn't sleep. We finally at like 4 a.m. went to the emergency room because it was just so bad. And they, you know, did the sonogram um, and it was my medical terminology isn't great, but it, it wasn't an ectop, ectopic pregnancy, mm-hmm. but it was very close. The um, little embryo was very close to my um, fallopian tube. So I don't know if that's why it was more painful, because I've heard ectopic mm-hmm. pregnancies are extremely painful. Because mm-hmm. um, she was like, this definitely, the embryo is not where it should be, but it's not in actually in your fallopian tube. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That one was very painful. Um, 
I had a DNC with that one and I had a DNC with number two as well. So that's when, you know, they go in and remove it basically. Um, It's surgery, right? You're not awake. No, you're under, yeah, you're under anesthesia. Um, So that's painful too, because, you know, you're, you know that the heart's not beating, but they're, you know, going in and taking away your baby. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was... April of 2016. And that one, I think the third really, really was hard because I feel like everything, I mean, you Google, you read, you hear. Now something's wrong. Three miscarriages in a row is not normal. That's your, you drop to like, I think it's like 2% of people, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if that statistic is correct because I feel like I know a lot of people who've had three recurrent miscarriages. Really? Yes. Now I do just from going through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, it's, it's rare. I mean, it's not, you know, one or two, I think is kind of common, but mm-hmm. once I heard, hit that third number, I was like, okay, yeah. we've got to do something different. Yeah. Um, so at that so, point, so can I ask you, yeah. how's Tommy doing in all of this? He, yeah. Like, he, how did he deal with it and how was y'all's marriage doing yeah. it? I know that's so really no, personal. That's a great question because I feel like that's a huge piece of it that people mm-hmm. struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, he was amazing. He is very steady and very strong and you know I remember after my first he brought home flowers and wrote this sweet note that um I mean it makes me cry but he was like our family started the day we got married you know our family will grow when it's our time so you know you've put all this emphasis on our family starts when we have babies and he was like no our family started the day I married oh, you I love him <laughs> that gives me so, chills that yes is, Tommy good job <laughs> yeah god that's a, like Head a on the back for him great husband move yeah I mean he just was very supportive with you know anytime I needed him come home from work because those d- those days after for me at least it was dark painful dark mm-hmm. and Physically, I couldn't really do a lot. I mean, I was still bleeding a lot and just it was not fun. So I'm laying on the couch and he was he'd be there, you know, come home from work. And he was sweet. But he I think at the after the third, I feel like that's when he kind of started to um, shake a little bit. You know, he had been so steady. And I think he started. And again, that was it was just. It had been, I guess, eight months or nine months. So a lot of our friends were starting mm-hmm. to have babies. And I think seeing Which that. Which shouldn't matter, but it shouldn't does. Shouldn't matter, but it does. It's it just, just a does. reminder. Yeah. yeah. And I think his friends were starting to have that excitement of their first baby. Mm-hmm. And he was starting to kind of really, um, it was starting to impact him a little bit more. And Was it hard on you when your friends were getting pregnant? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did you handle that? How did you deal with that? And how did they handle and deal so, with that my friends were great they were all super sensitive to it um I feel like it was hard but again I think the Lord protected me a little bit from becoming bitter mm-hmm. I don't and I don't say that to be like go me but I I don't <laughs> I, I don't ever <laughs> I mean yes I was me. really sad and really jealous I will say I was jealous I don't know that I was ever bitter because I just kept thinking what a miracle like you Mm -hmm. it was easy for you and that is a miracle and I hope Mm -hmm. you don't take that for granted Mm -hmm. um I think it it would bother me more when I saw people that just were like took it very lightly oh we weren't even trying it was an accident we we're not we don't really want, you know we're yeah. not ready yeah and I was if, like yeah. don't ever don't. say that because <laughs> yeah. you don't know yeah. what people are going through yeah you yeah. don't know and yeah. you know what there are so many women who are trying desperately mm-hmm. to get pregnant and we don't know and we have no idea we have no idea Absolutely. So, so many people are suffering mm-hmm. in silence mm-hmm. they just are mm-hmm. i know that oh me too i recently even i have a few friends that are a few years younger and we've even said like oh they're just they don't want kids they're having fun they're traveling and then i find out they've been trying for 2 years and mm. i'm just heartbroken and so you truly you never know and yeah. everyone handles it differently and yeah. Some people don't want to talk about it and that's okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, that part of it is really hard because you're just in that stage of life yeah. when you're in that age that yeah. people are, most people are 
trying to have babies, getting pregnant, having babies, yep. posting it all over Instagram, yeah. and it's just in your face. I mean, God, you can't I didn't even get away think from, about that yeah, for you your can't get away age. from it. That oh, yeah. wasn't around when I was like I, social media was not a thing. Yes, I had I to can't definitely take some social media breaks mm. because it just just to protect your heart and. Um, I, I skipped some baby showers and I, you know, I was so worried about hurting the person whose baby shower it was, but I also just, there were times when I was like, I've got to guard my heart and I yeah. can't do Would that you right tell now. them the truth? Yeah. Most, most of my friends, I feel like after three, most of them knew what I was going through. Mm-hmm. One or two, a lot of them probably still didn't, mm-hmm. but then after the third and they were so understanding about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you just kind of have to protect yourself and mm-hmm. try to still be a good friend and be happy for them because I would al- I would also think okay, when this day comes for us, I hope I want everyone to be happy for us. So this is their moment. I need to be happy and joyful for them. Yeah, but that's really Which is hard. hard. Really hard. It's really really hard. Yeah. Okay, so 3. So that was 3. Um that was April 2016. You have a great memory about all this. Well, I wrote it all down. I was like, I want to, because you kind of think, okay, I think it was around, it took us around three years, but it's all kind of a blur. So mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. kind of go through and like think about when each pregnancy was. Mm-hmm. And it's also funny, it there's such defining moments that I remember. Like if someone says, oh, when did they get married? Or when was that? I'm like, oh, well, I remember I was pregnant at that wedding mm. but then I lost mm. the you know so mm. it just I feel like a lot of it the the dates at at the time were such big parts of our life that they kind of define my mm-hmm. my last four or five years yeah yeah um makes sense so we started after the third we said okay let's go ahead and see a specialist um, was your doctor telling you now okay I'm concerned she now. did she did okay so after the third yes she did a full panel like the recurrent miscarriage panel which is blood work um and with my OB everything came back normal which is not which is crazy fun not what you want to hear no um and just for people listening who are going through this that is really hard to hear yeah. that you should just keep trying. And again, you want to trust your doctor, but you have got to be your own advocate yeah. and push and ask. And I, yeah, it was just a weird, a weird thing mm-hmm. to be told everything's normal. Keep trying. Mm-hmm. So at that point we thought, let's go see a fertility specialist. Um, so I got the name of somebody. I had a friend at work at the time who had had four miscarriages. Mm. So I got the name of her doctor we went and saw him. We liked him. He was fine, but he wasn't really telling us anything new. He did diagnose me with hypothyroidism, so he put me on medication for that, um, which basically means your thyroid is a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that can, you know, that can be related to recurrent miscarriage, but it wasn't like a definite. This is the issue. We'll put you on medicine, and you shouldn't have any problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really the only diagnosis we got from him. So his plan was to start Femera, which is um, kind of like Clomid. Clomid's a little more common, I think, but it helps regulate your ovulation so you can track exactly when you ovulate. So we did that. This was summer of 2016. Got pregnant right away, but that wasn't anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did. He monitored us very closely, um, but we miscarried again at around the same time, seven, seven and a half weeks. And at this point, are you just not even getting excited really about no, getting pregnant? Not excited, terrified, mm-hmm. um, just terrified and just so feel like sad. I can't really live my life. Like yeah. back to the working out, afraid to go on a run, afraid yeah. to do anything that's going to jeopardize. And with all your bleeding, I'd be scared exactly. to go anywhere. You don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I mean, it's just like you don't know when the ball is going to drop. Exactly, it and takes. You're a probably huge, not thinking if. No. You're probably thinking when. Exactly. At this point, it takes a huge physical toll on your body, and um, yeah, it was really, really, really hard to get excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you you want to have hope because sure. if not, why? You know, yeah. why keep doing it? And so it's like each day, I remember that mm-hmm. nothing happened. I was like. You get a little more attached, a little more hopeful. 
but at the same time trying to just manage your expectations. Yeah, Mm -hmm. be realistic. Um, So after that miscarriage, we then... Then I was like, okay, I'm going holistic route. I'm done with Western medicine. I'm going to try acupuncture. I did Whole30, um, you know, cut out sugar, caffeine, all this stuff. And I felt great, um, was loving acupuncture. She told me some interesting things that she thought might be contributing. Um, again, got pregnant very quickly. Um, again, like we waited, you know, I think we waited two months. Um, got pregnant that fall of 2016. And at this point I had, oh, the specialist after our fourth miscarriage, he said, okay, I think we should go ahead and try IVF. And Tommy and I looked Why? at each other and Why? exactly. Why? We Spend get pregnant. $30,000 to get to, that, to lose another baby. Yeah. And he didn't really have a reason for us. He just said, okay, the next step would be, we need to try IVF. And just to go back a little bit, I had had um, two DNCs at this point, and they had tested the embryo. Mm. So they can test it for chromosomal abnormalities Uh, mm -hmm. because they can get the tissue and they had both come back normal. So we were pretty confident that it wasn't a chromosomal issue. Okay. So is that why they were going to do IVF is because then they test the embryo before they put it Exactly. Before they put, before they tr- um, transfer, transfer it, it they whatever the word test, is, plant yeah. it, <laughs> plant it, <laughs> or they implant it. Um, yes, he said we can. You know that way we can test the embryos and got it. I did not understand why. I, right. I got it now. Yes. Okay. Um, and they'll pick the strongest ones, mm-hmm. and you okay. know. Mm-hmm. But at that point, we just didn't feel confident that that was the issue because mm-hmm. we had. And that's a huge. It's a huge. It's a huge investment. investment emotionally, financially, physically, it's a lot on your body. Um, and so we just weren't really convinced. So we stopped seeing him and that's when I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what else to do, but I've been reading all about all these people who had, you know, changed their course by eating clean acupuncture, all the, all these things. So I started doing that, got pregnant. Um, and I think, I don't know, I felt really hopeful this time. I was like, surely, this is my fifth pregnancy. Surely um, this one will stick. And I think I felt good. I feel like I maybe because I had done Whole30, I felt really good and healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, so you felt you probably felt like my body, like I'm in the best position yeah. possible yes. to give birth. And, yes. And get pregnant and exactly. carry a healthy baby. I'm healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fall of 2016. Again, made it seven, eight weeks and then miscarried. So that was in December into the year, the holidays. That one was really, really tough. Um, and it was my fit. I think at that point it was the, I'd like never heard of anyone who had had that many. I was like, okay, I'm like, this is bad. Like this is scary. And that point we did start thinking about, are we going to have to do a surrogate? I think that was our the one we were most drawn to because IVF didn't, we didn't really see a reason. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was an issue with my body. Mm. Um, so we, were you, did you ever get mad? Oh yeah. Angry. So angry. You know, why, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. I, 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 I did feel like I was being punished for something. Like I remember mm-hmm. thinking back, what did I do? Like, God, what did I do? What are mm-hmm. you trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. And why I would, I mean, I remember I would pray, do not let me get pregnant unless I'm going to meet this baby mm-hmm. and I would get pregnant. So I would think, okay, he's answering my prayer. I'm yep. going to meet this baby. Yep. And then I would lose it. So that was just very hard. Mm-hmm. Why do you give life and take it away? And I think mm-hmm. we all have wondered that. Why do you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring life and bring that joy and then take it away from me. And that was really hard. And I was angry at God. And I, um, after my third miscarriage, I started going to the support group at our church, Highland Park Methodist. That was amazing and just mm. provided so much comfort. And again, my friends hadn't really been through this. So mm-hmm. it was just really nice to talk to women who had what was the support group for? it's called invisible sisterhood so it was for infertility and loss 
Um, God, I wish they had that when I was. I know going through all and that, and it's incredible. And how many women are, were so in it? So at the time when I, the first meeting I went to was the very first meeting. Um, sweet lady Betty Bowman started it, and she went through infertility herself. Um, and is she is she young she or is older? older. Okay. So she's like you know my mom, 60s. Okay. Um, so she went through this you know 20 25 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and started it at the church in that first meeting. I remember, like, why why am I going to a support group? I don't need to go to a support group. Um, and why why am I going to go talk about this with people I've never met? Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and there were probably at that first meeting there were probably twelve or fifteen wow. women. And that at that point it was the very first one. Wow. So there were women who were you know twenty six, twenty seven, and then I remember this sweet lady who was in her seventies. And she said, I was never able to have children and I still live with it. You know, all my friends are now grandparents and I don't have grandchildren. So it was her perspective of just how it had stuck with her. Wow. So that was, um, wow. Yeah, it was that we met twice a month. Um, I still go, I help lead it now. And it's just a, a really great, safe space for people going through this that you can go talk about it. There's lots of tears in that room. Yeah. There are. But what what I was going to say is anger. Yes, I got angry. And I remember at one point I I had to take a break from even going to the group. I was like, I don't want to talk about this. I felt like it was defining me. Mm -hmm. I want to live my life and be me and Mm -hmm. not just be Be the girl who can't get right, who can't can't have a baby and or can't carry a baby. And so, yeah, there was a lot of anger and frustration, anger at my body. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't my body do this? That's so supposed to be so natural for a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Did it ever negatively impact your relationship with Tommy? I mean, I'm sure, yes. I mean, there were times when, you know, your hormones are going crazy. I, But we never, we were really, I feel like overall we were really strong through it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were definitely times when, I just wanted to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Didn't, you know, and we talk about this too in the group. Husbands are so sweet, but a lot of times they want to fix everything. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, they just want to, how can I make it better? How do we fix this? How do we solve it? Mm-hmm. And there were days when I was like, can you just be sad with me and mm-hmm. be angry with me and mm-hmm. cry with me? I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be told it's going to be okay because yeah. I don't know if it's going to be, you know. Yeah, because right now it does it not doesn't feel, feel okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yes, there was a a lot of anger at different points and mm. frustration. I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Okay. So you now have had five miscarriages. So five. So at this point we had kept hearing about this doctor, <laughs> Dr. Marinick, and people kept saying, you need to go see Dr. Marinick. And I, I just, in my head, I was like, who is this guy? Why is everyone telling us, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd heard he's like kind of out there and tests for all these different things. And I think for a while I just didn't, I was like, I don't need that. I'm not that extreme. I don't, mm-hmm. like, I can, we can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, after five, we were, I mean, we truly were like, okay, there's nowhere mm-hmm. else to go. So we mm-hmm. met with him and we met with one other doctor who we got so many recommendations for and we loved them both. But one of them was telling us, okay, we'll put you on Clomid and we'll try IVF. And again, we're like, mm-hmm. why is this just the, like, regimented path mm-hmm. for people who, you know, mm-hmm. And then we met with Dr. Marinick, and he had all these different tests that he wanted to try. What kind of doctor is he? So he is, he's a um, endocrinologist. Mm-hmm. He's also a infertility specialist. Mm-hmm. So he does IVF, but he also is very focused on the whole body. I think he's mm-hmm. also an internist. Um, mm-hmm. And he's looking at all your hormone levels. Um, he does a lot with autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. So he tested me for... Um, natural killer cells, which I had started hearing about, but I thought it sounded so scary. I was like, there's no way I have, have that. Um, what is that? And that can be a cause of recurrent miscarriage. So it's, um, I'm going to try to explain it. It's, we all have natural killer cells in our body and it's, it's part of your immune system. It's what fights off disease and infection and foreign bodies. So Mm -hmm. they're good. Mine were like twice the normal level. So he tested me for that, came back. He was like, this is one of the highest levels of natural killer cells I've ever seen. And not only are your levels high, the activity, they're more active than the normal person. 
So basically the theory is that these natural killer cells are fighting off the fetus and the embryo. And wow. they see it as a foreign object, object in your body. Which so they is. need to fight it off. Wow. And that made so much sense to me. I was like, okay. Like the fact that most of the time, four out of five times we saw a heartbeat, most doctors say if you, once you get to that stage, it's probably a, a normal chromosomal embryo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we had been tested for that. So that was normal. So it just made a lot of sense when he started talking about these immune disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, he also diagnosed me with a um, antiphospholipid antibodies, which is a blood clotting disorder. So, and that made sense because in two of my miscarriages, I had started bleeding and they Mm -hmm. still saw a heartbeat and I had these blood clots. So basically your blood starts clotting in the uterus area and it can take over. Are those two related? I don't think so. Okay. But they're both autoimmune. Okay. Um, So that was already two things that he had found that I had never heard. Just from a blood test. Just from these blood tests. Very expensive blood tests, I will say. (laughs) Um, Lots of blood. Like I think it was eight or nine vials of blood. So they take a lot of blood. But so that was already just so relief, a relief to to hear there's an there's a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there were a few other things. Again, the hypothyroid could be contributing to it. But there were like four or five things. He wrote us this long letter. Out of the five tests we did, four are abnormal. So here's the treatment. Here's the plan. So that was in January of 2017. So we're excited, hopeful, thinking, okay, we figured this out. Mm -hmm. It's go time. Mm -hmm. Then he wants to do a surgery to go in and make sure there's no scar tissue from my previous DNCs. Mm -hmm. So we do that in February. Then you have to wait, you know, a month or two. Did you have scar tissue? I had a little bit. So they cleaned that out. Um, He basically just wants to anything that can be contributing. He wants to go in and eliminate it. He wants to set you up for as yes the most successful possibility. Yes. So we did that surgery in February. Had to wait a couple months, and then oh, and I will say the treatment for natural killer cells are these infusions. So IV infusions that you do once a month. Mm -hmm. So that was really scary to me. I was like, what am I? And it's. It's like a blood transfusion, I'm pretty sure. They like mm. spin the blood and it's immuno, it's called immunogamiaglobulin, IVIG. Um, so he said, once you, you know, right around ovulation, we'll start these infusions. Mm-hmm. So we started that, we did our first one in. And what's involved in April. that? You go to the hospital? So you go to the hospital. It's um, the IVIG takes about four hours. So you're sitting there with an IV and they're putting in this medication that's supposed to suppress the antibodies so that one takes about four hours and then you go to his office and do intralipid infusion and that one takes about an hour so it's a full day of iv treatment um once a month once a month and it's you're supposed to do it while you're pregnant so it again it helps suppresses those killer cells so that the embryo and the fetus can grow strong enough to fight it off on its Mm -hmm. own Mm -hmm. so we did that um I think the first one we did was April. You know, we had waited a little bit after the surgery. Mm-hmm. So we did the infusion and he said, okay, go ahead and, you know, try, try to get pregnant on your own since you get pregnant so quickly. And we thought, okay, every other time we've gotten pregnant the first month, like, here we go. We figured out the answer. Mm-hmm. We know, we know what to do to get pregnant. Good. Negative pregnancy test. And these infusions are <laughs> you not gotta cheap. Be like, yeah. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'm. Now I'm dealing with not being able to get pregnant. And how much are the infusions? They are total with the IVIG and the um, intralipid. They're about $3,000 each time. And you do five of them. And insurance doesn't cover and it? And insurance doesn't cover it. Mo- I will say most insurance doesn't cover it. I have a friend who said her insurance covered it. Most don't. So what? it's a big investment to say, okay, we're going to go do this infusion, and we may or may not get pregnant. Right. And I have friends going through this right now, and I just my heart goes out to them because it is so hard when the doctor's saying you need to do this to, at your best chance of conception but also do you are you going to keep spending this money when you're not pregnant yet so we did it the <sighs> first time didn't get pregnant and i just was that was like too much for me i was like okay let's just take a step back and try on our own once we get pregnant we'll start these infusions mm-hmm. and and there's a, I, I get both sides of it mm-hmm. because you don't want to risk messing anything up. But mm-hmm. also we just said, 
financially, emotionally, I can't do this every month mm-hmm. and put that much weight on mm-hmm. it and, mm-hmm. and not get mm-hmm. pregnant. So that summer we, I mean, we took a trip to Miami. Like, I feel like after each time, like, each little letdown or miscarriage, we would either take a trip, do a fun date night, staycation. You just have to do something to mm-hmm. kind of get your mind off mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we were still trying on our own, but we just said, we'll call you once we get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that was April, April, May, June, July, August. So five months, negative, 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 negative. And I know I have friends that have tried for much longer than that. So right. I get it. But right. after... After all, almost like two years, that not being your yes. issue. After that not being my issue, in almost two mm-hmm. years of going through all this and thinking we finally had the answer, mm-hmm. I remember just feeling like, "Oh my, are we now going to have to do IVF and this mm-hmm. infusion?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, it was late August, we decided let's schedule an IUI, which is mm-hmm. um, like intrauterine insemination. So mm-hmm. that's like a step before IVF. Mm-hmm. So we thought, okay, let's do that. That's where they take the sperm and in, like, put it inside you, right? Yes. With like a... Like a turkey baster. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For yeah. lack of a better term. Are yes. you learning a lot, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so mm. we scheduled that, and then the timing all of all this was just amazing. We had been kind of looking for a house, but not really. Literally closed on our house got a positive pregnancy test on our own. So now this is September. This is September. Didn't have to do a, uh, maybe it was Oct- It was early October. It was mm-hmm. right around my birthday. Closed on our house, got a positive pregnancy test, um, ended up not doing the IUI, literally called Dr. Marinick that day, got in, did the infusion, and just wait, you know, just mm-hmm. waited. Those mm-hmm. first seven weeks were just, I guess mm-hmm. you find out, I found out about four, four and a half weeks. So those next three weeks, I was just terrified, but hopeful because we were doing something different. Mm-hmm. I was also doing mm-hmm. these shots, um, blood thinner in my stomach twice a day for mm-hmm. the blood clotting. Um, you and did then, that to yourself? Yes. Yes. I could never give myself yes. a shot. It's I'd terrible. Freak. I would faint. It's honestly the worst part of it. The infusions, I'm like, it's kind of fun, like relaxing. Right. You just right. sit there and the shots are terrible. So we're you doing. Had, you gave yourself shots every day? Twice a day. <clears throat> yes. The whole pregnancy. Oh, good. From nine months. Um, so, yeah, we're just on pins and needles and mm-hmm. scared and, you know, excited, but try not to get too excited. And. Each week goes on. We make, you know, I'm still seeing Dr. Marinick at this point. Sonograms are looking good. Everything's looking good. Make it to eight, nine weeks. Everything's looking good. Ten weeks. I kind of took a deep breath because I'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, but still just nervous because I was still in the first trimester. Um, once I hit 12 weeks, he released me back to my OB. So see my OB and Everything was pretty good until then, and that's when we, I mean, we kept, but we had our baby. We had our baby in May of 2018, and I mean, everyone kept saying or asks me now, when did you really feel like you were in the clear? uh, Yeah, like I'm going to have this baby. I kept saying, I will feel that way when I hold her and Mm -hmm. see her, (laughs) because you just never know, and I think going through all of that, I was in the world of this support group. I was in the world of infertility. So I had heard every story. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you feel that way. I mean, Mm -hmm. you just hear everything. And so I knew all the worst things that could happen. So Mm -hmm. I just never really felt, I mean, I definitely felt good. You know, Mm -hmm. after 20 weeks, that's when I could stop the infusions. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. So you stop the, you do the infusions once a month until you're 20 weeks. Why? Why Um, do you stop? He says at that point, the baby is strong enough to mm. fight off these killer cells on, on, on their own. Were you scared to stop, though? So scared. I was like, can yeah. I do one more, yeah. please? <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's just this one give me more. A, one more $3,000 infusion. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, so we had our baby in May of 2018, and it was truly the greatest, greatest day. And I just, we had the best delivery experience, best she was such a good baby, and I just kept thinking, like, okay, God, like, thank you. Like, you gave me an easy baby and a great delivery. Mm-hmm. So that was our what? good. So so did you just go into labor? Like, how did No, I uh, ended up – so this is all seems so minor to me compared to everything else. But at the end, I had high blood pressure, had to go on bed rest um, 
for two weeks and ended up being induced at okay. 38 weeks because my blood pressure would was not so go high. down. Mm. Um, so my doctor induced me, but my body was pretty ready. It was a pretty quick labor and, um, and everything just went really, really great, which I, again, I do not take for granted. I yeah. have friends that have had very scary yeah. birth and delivery experiences. So um, that was just amazing and such a gift to have a good delivery and a healthy baby. I can't even imagine the celebration. It with was. Your, I mean, I saw it on Instagram <laughs> and just bawled my eyes it out. I mean, so sweet. And I just, just can't imagine the feeling of holding holding her after five truly five miscarriages i mean she was your sixth sixth pregnancy pregnancy. yeah yeah that's a lot a lot yeah it's a lot and yeah i mean i just uh, six pregnancies is a lot yeah and that's so much for your body to be going through all that exactly and i i kind of not joke but for me the beginning of pregnancy is terrible. Well, for many reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm scared. I'm terrified. I've had so many bad outcomes to the Mm -hmm. beginning of a pregnancy, but I felt so, so sick with Molly. And so I'm like, the fact that I've had six first trimesters is really (laughs) miserable. Awful. (laughs) And and not gotten to see those babies. Miserable. Yeah. You feel terrible. You're ugh. Yeah. So So it, I mean, it was such a happy, happy ending. Um, but I just, for anyone that is going through it, I think just, I don't know. People ask me, do you wish you had gone to see Dr. Marinick sooner? And of course, but mm-hmm. also you have to wait till you are ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't, we weren't there yet emotionally. Mm-hmm. Phys- I mean, even financially, ever he, he doesn't take insurance. So that was a mm-hmm. big decision for us to mm-hmm. say, okay, we're going to have to go put in a lot of money for this mm-hmm. and we want to make sure it works. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, looking back, I, I, you know, it all happened the way it was supposed to. And I found a way, I mean, I think, I think God taught me so much about gratitude and just truly thanking, I mean, each of those babies, I think Mm -hmm. they truly, each one of them brought me closer to God. Mm -hmm. Um, I think each one of those little lives just helped build this story Mm -hmm. and, um, I also found a way to look at during all that in such a sad season, what, what good things has God given me today? Mm -hmm. And he was giving me a lot, a lot. And Tommy and my friends and my family, I had a great job at the time that just understood and I could talk about it. I mean, that's a whole other thing. These women who have very, you know, they're trying to build a career. That's a time of life when you're trying to really get in a good job. And it's hard if you're leaving every two days for an appointment. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just would, each morning I would try to write down three things I was grateful for. And that just helped me get through, okay, yes, this is really hard, but I also have a lot of of good things. of no. Yep. You know, just a season of not now. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I have a dear friend. um, I have a dear friend who, uh, when I met her, she was going through infertility and she, she tried for I think they tried for five years Mm. and you know her and her husband have there he's he's a little bit older and I mean they just wanted a baby so bad and I went on a walk with her I met her at an event that I was speaking at and we ended up going on a walk and I looked at her and I I I mean (laughs) it was a really scary thing that came out of my mouth and it was not my own but I said to her I said Jackie I know from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes that you're going to be a mom and I mean we just cried and I was like Lord you better better (laughs) deliver on that (laughs) promise I just made (laughs) yes Yes. and and you know she just had a baby a few months ago and I mean I texted her yesterday because I saw a post on Instagram of her and her baby girl. Oh. And, and I mean, every time I see her holding that baby, I, I get tears in my eyes. Yeah. And because, I mean, your story does have a happy ending and mm-hmm. Jackie's story has a happy ending. Yeah. But there's just a whole bunch of moms and a whole bunch of, I mean, that 70-year-old woman, you know, yeah. who's in that, yep. who just 
they have that dream and yeah. and they don't get their dream. Yeah. You know, they don't. I got mine through adoption yeah. and, and you know, the, the, not everybody, some people just have to live with that pain. I know. And I can't, I can't imagine. Cause no. I think kind of like you said at the beginning, that desire is something that oh. I just don't know that it ever goes away. Oh, and well, uh, it, it, I don't, I think that woman in your, support group is evidence that it doesn't yeah you know and and every stage of life yeah brings an an, another whether it's kids are graduating high school Uh or now they're going they they would be going to college or now everybody's having grandkids and you know and you just there's a part of life that if you just and there's some people who just don't Don't, want children and that's that's great too yeah but god what a yeah it's I th- I think faith certainly helps, mm-hmm. but I mean that faith doesn't solve no all, all of it. Ev- it just doesn't. No, it just doesn't. There, you know, I I wouldn't be where I am today without my mm-hmm. faith. But I mean, there were a lot of days I was like, Jesus, yeah, like th- what you're, else? No, yeah, like stop. Yeah, like this is. You, do you see my pain? Right. You know, and you know he he can't. He can fix anything, but he doesn't right. always fix right. everything. The way you the way it that you play it out. Yeah. But I do admire and I so believe um, your perspective that when you look back, if you do take a spirit of gratitude in the midst of all of it, it really is the only way to it, to mean, go to be in a difficult season mm-hmm. is to find to find something, something yeah. you know, to find, so, I mean, anything yeah. to just hang on to. And honestly, I think the, the fact that you had a gratitude journal and I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, there's like proof that yeah. being grateful and actively grateful changes, oh, yeah. changes heard, you. Yeah. There's some study mm-hmm. that if you do 21 days of three yeah. things you're thankful for every day, yep. I want to do that. Cause I, again, I just think it's such a good, oh, it just yeah. change your changes your perspective and helps you focus on the good and not so much on what's going wrong that day. Yeah. Cause we all have, Oh, we all stuff have going stuff. Wrong. Yeah. I, um, every morning I, I start my day with a couple of, you know, devotionals yeah. and, and, uh, but one of the things that I do is called the five minute journal. Oh yeah. And I mean, so it starts with three things I'm grateful for mm-hmm. three things that would make today great. One affirmation, and then at the end of the day, you say uh, three great things that happened today. Oh, I love that. Um, and one thing that I could have done better. I love that. And it, it, I like, I so look forward to it. Yeah. I even take it on vacation. That's like, awesome. <laughs> That's so good. I don't want to miss a day. Yeah. And I always think, like, oh, I want my kids to yeah. see, like, a long, like, I have six or seven books full now yeah and like they'll be they'll be there's a lot of like mom regret yeah 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 (laughs) and the and so so one last question uh, now that you're a mama do you have days where you're like why did I want this baby so (laughs) because being a mom is so hard hard. it is hard do you like I remember after I adopted i was like why, <laughs> why did, did i, I want do? children so why bad did I, do this? <laughs> I mean, just keeping it real i know for sure there are hard days and if i'm being totally honest like there are not days when i'm like why did i want i don't know she has been thank the lord she has been a really good happy happy baby Aww. i think if we had well, a hard so baby cute. then probably so yeah. and yes there are days when I'm like uh just I can't wait for nap time or yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. you just need your me time and need mm-hmm. to feel like you and not just my whole life is around this little baby that yes. dictates my whole day yes. but um I I don't know I just feel like this perspective has really changed my outlook I on wish my perspective <laughs> Minor teenagers now. Yeah, so. I, oh, I'm sure. And then if you ask me in five years, I'll, my answer will be yes, 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 yes. Okay. And you told me before we started today that you're pregnant yes. again. And I was, yes. I screamed. You did. I Your mean, reaction was oh. so great. I'm excited. It's so, and you're 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Um, Congratulations. We, yeah. It, I mean, and another girl. Another girl. It <laughs> happened quickly, thankfully. And again, I. 
texted. It was a Saturday when I got my test, texted Dr. Marinick, and I said, what do, what do we do? And he said, let's do it. It worked last time. We're going to do it again. So awesome. I'm doing the infusions, the shots, everything, and so far, so good. Back so, in business. Back in business. Yep. Hit the 20-week mark. Hit the 20-week. Is... Yes. We had a great anatomy scan the other day with our doctor. So good. feeling good. Good. Yeah. Well, you're going to be in my prayers. Oh, thank I you. Just, I just, I'm so grateful for you and that that there is such a happy ending. You look beautiful oh, thank and you, you don't look pregnant thank you for having me i loved being well, here thank you for sharing and thank you for the hope yes. that and the perspective yeah. that you gave me and thank you. you gave it to me i'm sure there's a lot of other people who are gonna <laughs> hug their kids a little bit tighter tonight oh, I hope so. <laughs> thank you thank you